Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Folks, it's that time of year. We're starting to talk about Division One championships at Madison Square Garden, and there is absolutely one thing you cannot be without when it comes to the Division One wrestling championships this year in New York City, and that is Matt Talk Online's 2016 NCAA Division One Wrestling Preview Guide. I put this thing out last year as an independent production of Matt Talk Online. Last year it was 180 pages of facts, stats, news, notes, previews, Virtually anything you can think about arguing with your friends about what happened this season, you can answer with this guide. It'll be over 180 pages again. You can get it now. Pre-order now. It will be available March 15th by going to matttalkonline.com slash fanguide16. This thing will be digitally delivered to you as soon as it's available March 15th. You're going to have every single wrestler's record results even how to say their name, their high school, their conference placement, every single wrestler, all 330 that will be competing, all sorts of history in there, qualifiers broken down by school, by conference, by home state, the qualifiers by win percentage, uh, best falls. I mean, anything you can think of when it comes to this year's championships, we will have in the Mad Talk Online NCAA preview guide available for pre-order now at matttalkonline.com slash fanguide16. Pre-order now. It's $14.99. It'll be a digital download. You can print it off on your own. Remember, print one copy. Please don't share it because this takes months to put together, and then the stretch run comes after all the D1 Conference championships. So you can go to matttalkonline.com slash fanguide16. Get your pre-order in now. It is a robust book. And let me tell you how robust it is. It's so robust, ESPN and ESPN3 use this for their research for their Matt Side broadcasters. The ESPN team gets this. They actually have helped me put this in the hands of those so they make sure that they've got everything they need to know to inform you if you can't make it. But if you do, you can make it. Have your iPad, your tablet, your smartphone. Sit there and look things up and scroll right through it. Be like, hey, did so-and-so wrestle so-and-so at this point? Guess what? It's going to be in there. You're going to know the score. You're going to know the date. You're going to know when, where, everything. Who, what, when, where, why, and maybe not the how, but you'll have it all at your fingertips with a Matt Talk Online fan guide available at matttalkonline.com slash fanguide16. Pre-order today. It will be immediately delivered March 15th when it goes live. 
Hey, it's Mario Lopez. David Taylor. Fred Metcalf. Johnny Hendrick. Tony Ramos. Bubba J. Mike Gold. Matthew Modine. The one and only Chael Sonnen. And you are listening to the one and only Short Time Wrestling Podcast by the often imitated and never duplicated Jason Bryant. I'm three-time national wrestling writer and broadcaster of the year, Jason Bryant, and I'll bring you news, reviews, previews, and interviews with the most notable names and personalities in wrestling. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app by logging on to matttalkonline.com slash listen. Short Time is sponsored by Flips Wrestling. Share your attitude and be heard at flipswrestling.com. Now it's time, because you've always got time for Short Time. For Short Time. Give me a beat. Give me a beat, Jason. Keep it going. What? Bring it back. Bring it back. Rain it in. Bonus points, y'all. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we might just have to keep that for the intro. We are keeping that. We're recording right now. Yeah, we're, we're going live. Yeah, we're, we're going live. I'm not editing this. It's that was yeah. My wife told me before we started. Hey, you, you still got to do a show. You're just <laughs> finishing your guide. I'm like, yeah. As we record this at midnight Central Time, we're uh, it's you're, you're an hour behind. I'm uh, I'm Jason Bryant of the Short Time Wrestling Podcast. That is Richard Immel of Bonus Points doing a little joint effort here because, quite frankly. We're both too damn busy to do shows on our own this week. <laughs> Couldn't even do a show last week. I don't know how you pulled that off, but I, between, I, uh, I had to do some type of preview. I mean, I was I had to go to Cedar Rapids and announce D threes, and then get to come home for two days, and all the while my daughter was in the hospital at the same time, and it was like, what the heck? You know, she's fine now, by the way. She's home, so don't worry about that. Good. I'm yeah. glad she's all right. It's, we're we're uh, actually doing video. I, I never actually use like the video on Skype while doing this, so I get to. Uh, Admire Richards, two up, two down, Team Virginia. Sure. EA is for lovers. Is that what they say? That was like Pyle's screen name, so I don't know if, I mean, it's like, eh. Let's not go with Pyle's. Uh, I got to give them a shout out, though. They they did they did me a solid with the preview guide. I mean, uh, the FRL listeners definitely have eaten that up, so they did me a solid. So Good, good. I'm just a little bitter about his trash talk with our fantasy league we've got going on. Um, I need to pull that up. I mean, I, I mean, as media members, we have to we have to clarify there is no money being involved here. This is strictly for fun. We are not gambling. We keep it professional, especially with my role with the NCAA this year. I definitely don't <laughs> want that to be, like, um, Mr. Bryant. Um, either a your team sucks too bad, and you have since been uh, removed from. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull, hey, we'll pull this up real quick. You pull that up. I'm gonna explain to the people how to do this because there's still time. If you haven't done this, you should do this. Absolutely. It'll take you, I don't know, it should take you maybe 90 minutes to two hours to complete a draft unless you have a Brock Height in your league. Then it And takes, Chael Sonnen. And Chael. But Chael was pretty quick. Well, I think, be a proxy by Ben Askren, who's also in there. Right, right. So what you do is say you have, say you have nine friends. I mean, I don't have nine friends, but somehow I got in a league with 10 total people. You draw for spots, one through ten, line them up. You're going to go snake draft. So whoever drafts first will be the, what is that, 20th pick after that. So you draft one, you go all the way down to ten. Then you start at ten, you go all the way back up to one. 
Um, you pick one person per weight. Obviously, when someone comes off the board, you can't pick them. That's how drafts work. And you tally up the team points at the end of the tournament. You get to root for a guy who's not from your team or your school or whatever it is, makes it more fun. And you get to make fun of the flow wrestling guy. Oh, flow wrestling guys after you beat them. Yeah, because there's, let's see, from there they got Brackies in there. Willie and Nick have to team up because they're just so pathetic on their own. They had to create <laughs> a team. Uh, Brock, Holmes, and then uh, Piles. And then we're, we're bringing in Earl from D1C Wrestling and the newest show on the Matt Talk Podcast Network, Sudden History, kind of the uh, the Dan Carlin of, re- of of college wrestling. So I like that. Uh, yeah. And then we've got, uh, I was like, hold on. Everybody basically has a, sh- has a podcast except for you know, Nick and Holmes. And they're, yeah, because well, Asker's Holmes got one. His, his show. Well, they've got the dirt. It's not technically yeah. a podcast, but yeah. They could put that on iTunes as like a video podcast. They could. That would be cool. It'd be more work for me to show them how to do it, but we'll move on from yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, uh, Chael's got a show. We got sh- yeah. So anyway, the league. I'm interrupting. We're gonna. This is gonna. We expect the show to take forever. Anyway. Yeah, this is gonna be probably a two hour episode. <laughs> so. Yeah, hey, you got yourself. time on the plane, man. I mean, you've probably listened to uh, to the blood rounds already. I listened to that this morning. I listened to it. It was awesome. Very awesome. But per usual. You know, they always do a great job. Not enough F-bombs for me this episode, though. I tell you what, I got to stop listening to them when I'm doing bench press because I'm mid-pump, and they'll just come out with some just hilarious thing, and I almost drop the bar every time. And, you know, if I drop the bar on my neck, you know, no more bonus points. That's because you set the bar too high, Mr. Immel. Oh, you see see what I did there? I do. I do. So does my buddy Sam. Um, My buddy John. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel about your team? So, we—I've explained the draft process. I feel really good about my team. Um, you know, I took a couple risks. I took some seated guys below the ten spot, which you know you might not think. You got ten guys in your league, ten weights. Might not seed below ten, but uh, I've got—I think I've got two guys below the ten spot. But I feel really good about my home run hitters. I think I could possibly have three to five champs in there. But of that, you only up. have one number one seed. Most people only have one. Although, who's got two? Somebody's got two ones. Earl. Earl's got two ones because I think people were sleeping on Dean Heil the first time through. Yeah. So not everybody picked one seed first well, time through. I have three guys who have already won the NCAAs on my team, and none of them are number one seeds. So That's a very good point. You know, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. Uh, who do I get? I got Imar with the first pick. Askren took Nolf with the third pick and I took Imar with the fourth pick. I had, I took Zane train. I had the number two pick. So I, yeah, I picked that's Redford. a good choice. You know, he might be the, the most for sure NCAA champ if there's such a thing. Well, at the first pick, I was like, you know what? I or wanted, Darren I Kirk. wanted Gwiz, but it's like that to me, that's a toss up with him and Snyder. And it's like, well, if I'm trying, you know, you need a sure chant with your first pick, right? Yeah. Especially I mean, if I- you're picking two, although Chael did pick Tanner Hall, I believe in round three. Chael's team. Did you see the abacus that Seton Hall Pirate put out? I did. I did. uh, I didn't see where Chael was. Was he? Was he beyond 140 characters? He was at 48 points, and the next lowest was like 84. I don't think. I don't even think. I think Piles totaled up the average seat. He didn't even leave one for for Chael. Wow. He's got one, two, three. We'll we'll go through these things here in a little bit, but yeah, ex- continue explaining on your team because it's uh it's uh, it's strong. I'd say strong to quite strong. Well, here's the thing: I've got to have a couple semifinal matches go my way 
in order to pull it out. I mean, that's my key round there, semis, at least for my first, uh, my second and third pick. I picked Imar first, Brewer second pick. How I got Brewer in the second round is just beyond me because he's a bonus point machine. He, um, I mean, he wrecked his way through the tournament last year. Yeah, he's on the same side as Garrett, but I mean, we'll get to our picks and, and analysis later in the day. But I don't morning I don't in this understand. case because it'll be morning by the time we get to that. This round. I know I got two of the most dominant guys from last year's NCAA tournament in the first round or in the first and second round. So I feel really good about that. And then I got Gilman with my third round pick, who I think has the potential to win it as well. So you know, some solid picks. But I, I defer to you. Oh, master. Yeah, I went Rutherford right off the bat. Then I can't. Who was my two? Was my two Corey Clark? I think I might have been. Might have been Corey Clark. Then I went. Uh, yeah, because I had I had McKenna Clark and Rutherford my first three rounds, and then it's like, all right, I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm starting to look at bracketing. I'm like, okay, where do I see semifinalists? I'm trying to stay away from sure champs, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe Smith dropped in my lap. At you know, had him fairly late. I, I'm really, I really liked my Epperly pick uh, at the eight seed that late because I think they were sleeping on him. I'm the yep. only person that picked a wrestler from the Southern Conference. Uh, I got Denzel Dejournet, the number six. I almost in heavyweight. picked him. I almost picked him. Well, and here's the thing: like with draft strategy, you realize you see the board in front of you, and I knew I was like, I, I need to pick. Ep- I was like, do I pick Epperly? No, because I know Chael had. Two picks in front of me. He already had a 74-pounder, so I could wait until he came back around to get the guy I really wanted. So yep. uh, kind of hung on. My last pick was uh, – who was my last pick? My last pick was uh, – was Dave, no, Barlow McGee was my very last pick. So 10th round, I got a number eight seed. And, you know, he, he, he's um, you know, a Mac champ. I mean, he's had a good season. So uh, overall, uh, I've got uh, Barlow McGee at 25, Corey Clark, Joey McKenna, Zane Train, uh, Jojo, which is the only time I'll say Jojo ever, uh, because I, w- you know, because his dad, because John goes, his name is Joseph. So when I'm on the PA at, at, in Madison Square Garden, it'll be either Joe or Joseph. There will be no Jojo. Uh, Steven Rodriguez, who is an intriguing pick, uh, bumping up three weights. And I got Epperly, uh, Abinator, Brett Harner. I'm the only one that took uh, a Princeton guy. And then uh, Dejernet. So I'd say probably the on paper, my two weakest picks are probably Harner and Dejournet because they're you know not from power schools. Whereas you, you look, the power schools typically dominate the NCAA's at least the power upper half of the power conferences. So uh, my average seed six point eight uh, because of the draft position. I had the second pick, but then again I didn't have the nineteenth pick. Then I had twenty two, and then I was waiting you know twelve more. So there's significant gaps. I like it. I like it too. It's a lot of fun. You know, we did it last year and. I beat piles, so that's all that matters. And um, I really who, who enjoyed was it. last? Do you remember who was last last year? Uh, I don't remember who was last. Somebody last. picked Jesse Thielke. I think that was that was who was last. <laughs> I digress. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, so we did an NCAA preview show. Actually, we got to pick on Chael real quick. Let's okay, just pick on him. here's Chael Sonnen's draft. Please, uh, please reveal. All right, he he had the first pick, so he went ringer. He, he had Deeringer right off the bat, so. Smart pick. And then it went downhill. From, you really can't go anywhere but downhill from there. But, man, I mean, Chael's been on our show. He's been on Flow Radio Live. He's been on my show three times. So, I mean, he's he's he's, he's been on uh, Ben Askers. I mean, he's basically done the tour of the podcasts. He's got Ronnie Bresser, which makes sense because he's an Oregon guy. Then he's got Gary Wayne Harding. He's got Ash Nault, and I like that pick. He's got Jake Short. 
Edwin Cooper, Zach Brunson. He took Vic Avery very early. Pat Downey and Tanner Hall. He took Tanner Hall like in the third, third round. Third round, yeah. Unseated. So he's got one, two, three. He's got four unseated guys in a situation where, at best, your lowest guy should be 10th. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe anyway. he has some secret sauce that we don't know about. Let me oh, let me clarify you, you, some things. Chance got secret sauce coming out everywhere. <laughs> he's Ooh, gonna, no, he's he, gonna love that line. Yeah, that's great. No, he was actually on two episodes ago for me. He was great. Yeah, I so this is what thirty four for you officially two forty eight for short time. Yeah, let me preface this before we get going. I'm halfway through the Bachelor season finale, so I'm a little emotional right now. My, you know, I had to stop because. You know, you made me wait, and then. Uh, sorry, I, when when you get my age and you you get married with children or child with one on the way, there's these things called taxes. And when you're a guy like me who has 19 different people that provided them income this year, our our accountant really really hates me. My wife has one. I had 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. My other preface is if you hear any crazy noises or loud noises, just abrupt noises, whatever it may be, it's my crazy neighbor downstairs. She's a crazy old lady. So uh, have no fear. I'm okay. She's a cat okay. lady? She has a, a little dog. It looks like a cat. It's about five pounds. She can probably hear everything I'm saying right now um, because the walls are a little thin. But yeah, so that those are my two prefaces as we move forward. I mentioned we did a show previously. And I listened to it the other day. I took down some notes. I think there's some interesting topics we should hit on. Yeah, our NCAA preview. I'm sitting there thinking about that. Ah, oh, crap. What's Richard going to bring up? Because I remember <laughs> I gave you props on this earlier. I said, hey, I texted you. It's like, you know, your McKenna pick in the preseason looking pretty strong. And then you threw two right at me. I just have to just hang my head in shame right now. <laughs> well, hey, so I, I have a couple as well. Set it up. Go for it. Well, you know, I... I um. We'll just go through our picks, okay? The picks we had preseason. Actually, this was right after the All-Star Classic. So I had Megalutis, Brewer, McKenna, Rutherford, Martinez, Derringer. I had Bo Jordan at 74, but obviously uh, that's a null and void pick. Uh, I think you might have. Actually, you didn't have him. He dropped down a weight, so it doesn't really count. Dean, Cox, and Gwiz. And obviously Gwiz was before we knew Snyder was coming back. So we both had picked Gwiz, and it could remain the same, could change. We'll find out later. Yours was Megalutis, Brewer, Henderson, Sertzis, Imar, Darren. But I had, a, I had a caveat, Henderson, if he was at 41. Is he not at 41? He's up at 49? He's at 49 now. Okay, he's been switching back and forth. So who's your who's your 41 then? You had a you had picked Brewer. Your caveat was Brewer. A Brewer, that's what it was. Brewer. Yeah, that's right. If if yeah, I think is then Henderson moved up, so that's kind of a wash because yeah, it was so the All Star where he beat high out the All Star. And I was like, if he, I actually picked Brewer at both weights. I think. <laughs> so you have a wash. I have a wash. Who else did you pick? Epperly, Deckow, Hartman, and Gwiz. So that's how you rounded that out. Um, there was de- definitely some homerism in there. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought our X Factor picks were were pretty uh, enlightening as well. I had McKenna, Butler, Berger, Sebastian, DeJulius, and Colica. 
And you had Austin Matthews, uh, Cottrell, West Virginia, Roshkoff, and Brooks Clemens. That was more of a, I wanted to see where he was at versus an X-Factor pick. I, I, I remember that statement clearly. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to dwell too much on this. You picked Penn State to win the team race. I picked Oklahoma State. Uh, so that's sort of where we were at the beginning of the season. We yelled back and forth about the rules, the four-point near fall, the out-of-bounds, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to nitpick the rules, really. I think that's been done at nauseum. But, uh, yeah, what do you think? Do you want to you want to talk anything else about our last show? I don't have a whole lot of beef to bring up. I think it was a pretty good show. Yeah, the the only there's some un, there's some defensible situations there and some not. Um, I'm going to bring up Deco just because he's an ODU guy and he's you know fourth as a freshman uh, as a low seed, uh, upset by Avery last year, and then runs into Hayden Zilmer who ended up having a really good tournament. So you look at him this year, he's 18 and three, and people are like he's a shell of himself. No, he 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 got hurt his hamstring uh, in the Ayala match, which he lost at the Midlands, defaulted out. He has a win over Renda this year. The, the schedule, though, it's weird. ODU didn't wrestle a bad schedule. It's just that he didn't hit. Uh, he could have hit people at the Midlands if he doesn't get hurt. Comes back. Uh, then he's also got the loss to uh, to Ellingwood, which kind of surprised me at the MAC. And he's got one more loss in there. Oh, Matt Miller. Yeah, he's in on a single, gets packed. So a guy against a guy that's leading the country in pins at the weight class. So uh, I don't think those are three bad losses. He did have the come from a high win over Renda. Uh, and now unseated and could see Gabe Dean in like, he's got to be a Hano from Campbell. Who's, who's no slouch by any means. He wrestled the world championships, you know? Yeah. Didn't he <laughs> oh, win a match? Yeah, he did. It was funny as though, I think he wrestled Stoffer this year and Stoffer got the, a major decision without scoring a takedown. So, um, Deco's top work's definitely going to be his, his case. We'll talk about that later, but it's weird. It's like we have, we could see a rematch of the third and fourth place match from two years ago in the, you know, number one gets basically the the one, not even the one sixteen, the one thirty two. It's like, geez. So, one other thing we talked about, maybe for twenty minutes on the show, Gwizdowski being the greatest heavyweight in the modern era if he wins. I still, I think that completely, if, especially if he beats Snyder. Yeah, I, I think mean that that, that adds to that argument even more because, gee, I mean, we're sitting at the, we were watching, we just finished up with the Big Twelves. I, I changed my flight after the NAIs, and I drove over to Kansas City to check the second day out of the Big 12s. And at the end, it was uh, it was Bader, uh, me, and Bracky, And we end up at uh, McFadden's watching, you know, we watched it online while they were getting work done. Then we went over and finished up. And, you know, just watching what Kyle Snyder did to Adam Kuhn was just like, I mean, it's like he hit the leg, and Kuhn was like, Timber! I mean, it's like, it it was the exact same reaction he had in the World Finals. When he was hey, no, the best, the best one, though, did you see the one where he grabbed the foot from behind? He was holding on to that foot. You know, he had the double leg, but he was holding on to that ankle, and Kuhn was just fighting his hips back and fighting his hips back. I don't know how Snyder finished on those tree trunk legs of Adam Kuhn. He just held on to that ankle by the tip. And drove it all the way through for the takedown. And after that, I was like, "Snyder, you're the man." I don't. He's, I just he's good. He's very good. Um, you know, one thing we did touch on the weights we're most excited for, the most exciting weights. We think you picked twenty five and one forty one. I picked one seventy four. I think I think we might be spot on. I think forty one might be the the most exciting weight to watch. To be honest, definitely most wide open. I mean, right. 
I mean, Dean Hiles had a good year. McKenna's had a good year. You know, remember, Hile came in as a 14 last year, and it's like, I mean, he's got he's got a loss to Joey Ward. It's like, is he the not weakest? I mean, one seeds. It's like you know they're they're one seeds for a reason, but he is, I think, the least credentialed one seed. Perhaps uh, it's up for discussion. Same. I mean, you know, he's got a fourth from a 14 seed, so I think that's a deep weight. I mean, there. I mean, I was looking at the 41 bracket. I mean, it, it, this is an extreme reach, but. It's not beyond the realm of possibility to see like a Rick Durso, Chris McCotty semifinal. <laughs> it's McCate. You <laughs> all right? You know what? You need to stop listening to Blood Round because Clanch is in. <laughs> anyway, just kidding, just kidding, McCotty. I'm just messing with you. Uh, well, hey, does my hair look uh, good and quaffed and, and clean, clean cut for this episode? I just want to make sure because I know the fans appreciate a good haircut. I just want to get your take on it. I just got it trimmed. Yeah, I need to do that tomorrow. But uh, I'd, I'd say strong again to quite strong. Uh, I got the male pattern baldness creeping in, so that's why I'm still wearing hats, but I kind of always wear hats. Well, that's good. Although i got to buy some new dress shirts. <laughs> so little... let me tell you this real quick before we get there. I have I leave for New York on Tuesday, so by the time people are listening to this, I'm already on a plane in New York. And my wife... I got back from uh, from D three. She goes, all right. Well, wash your dress shirts because I got to wear a you know suit suit separate suit and a tie. Uh, you know, be there on a head table with you know with the PA announcing and whatnot. So she pulls, she comes into the room. I'm finishing up the guide. Walks in and goes, um, I don't know what happened to your shirt. And I she holds up one of my white ones, and it's got red stuff all over it. And you can't see this on the podcast, but let me show you what got washed in. With, <laughs> she threw her fleece in because, again, Lucy was in the hospital for a couple of days, so she was doing laundry and uh, threw her fleece in there. Well, in the fleece was the Pepsi cherry vanilla flavored lip balm, and it is red. And you can see you can't see it uh, if you're listening at home, but it's empty. All of that, all that my nice easy. dress shirts are toast. And she came and she goes, you're going to be so mad at me. And I just started laughing. I just like, you know what? Of course it's going to happen. Of course, the day before I leave to announce my first Division One Nationals, all my dress shirts are toast. So hey. <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, hey, you know, shit happens, right? Yeah. I just up my wardrobe myself. I, I got four new suits yesterday, actually. Got some new dress shirts. Couple pairs of new shoes. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Won't be there in time for NCAA's because I had to get it tailored, you know, and 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 uh, what they call it hemmed. So I should do that because I've got a fifty something inch chest, a fat neck, and T Rex short arms. So buying things off the rack, oh, it fits your neck, and like the shoulders are like down to my elbows. It's like it's like wearing a freaking tent from REI. Yeah, I went I went uh, entourage style, you know, had the custom custom fit. I need to do that. Shirt. I need to do that. You know, it's a good investment. Um, well, I am my own boss. It's all a tax write-off. I should do that. Very true. I would say let's get into some conference results. But number one, I missed watching the Big Ten finals for uh, sick reasons. And uh, would you have should, some, did you have some bad, bad, uh, bad stuff in Frisco? No, I was I was at Big Tens, so I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you, you were sick at the Big Tens. I was sick at the Big Tens. Yeah, the second day. I came down with food poisoning. At Better the or worse than Tashkent? It was pretty comparable. 
we'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I had to go back and watch those matches later. It really stunk being in Iowa City and not being able to watch the Big Ten Finals. But, um, you know, it happens. I think we can hit all the conference results as we go through these brackets. Do you want to just go through the brackets? Yeah, let's roll because here's what we did. This is going to be the marathon, folks, because I – I sat down, my wife goes, hey, do you want to do it? You're going to do a basketball bracket? And I haven't done a basketball bracket in like seven years. I only do a basketball bracket when Old Dominion's in the tournament. And uh, I kind of broke a cardinal rule of wrestling. I was at the D3s, and I was watching basketball during a break. But it was the Conference USA Championship game, ODU versus Middle Tennessee State. And they they lost by two late 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 shot, you know, uh, typical March Madness type stuff. So I... Basically, I've only filled out a bracket whenever ODU is in the tournament because uh, outside of wrestling, I am – I mean, I try to – I keep my, my ODU-isms fairly uh, low-key uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the media professionalism side of things. But uh, when it comes to other sports, you know, you can relate being a Sooner. It's like, you know – I mean, granted, we don't have the sports history you guys do at ODU. Bringing that but, up again? But, uh, hey, I'm bringing – I'm talking about ODU. It's, this is an open game here. Okay. So, like, when they're playing basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball, field hockey – Football, now that we actually have a football team, it's like, I, you know, even the soccer team's national rank, I'm gung-ho about my alma mater sports. So that's like the only, I mean, but it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting there and Shane Sparks is looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, shut up. It, you know, it's like, yeah. Anyway, so that I, so fill in a basketball bracket. My wife's like, okay, the winner gets to set up a, you know, date night or something like that when all this stuff gets done. Then I start filling out my bracket. She's like, wait, you've got to fill out every, all those and then the constellations for every weight. <laughs> yep. And folks, you know this. It takes about an hour to do it. Like even with your gut reaction, because you got to make sure you're not, you know how many scribbles you get when you ah cross bracket the wrong guy because the yep. numbers are small. But yeah. So uh everything's filled out. I got some matches circled that really could throw up the draws because people are gonna look at oh, how do you not have them placing? Well, one match affects every other match. So I'm I'm all for let's go freaking straight up bracketology style uh with uh, the old bonus point short time collaboration here. Very good. That's what I was gonna name this episode anyway. Except I wanted to come up with a cooler name than bracketology because I feel like uh, that, that might be copyrighted. <laughs> that that other sport that has a tournament going on right now kind of uses that. So. I mean, considering one guy has a whole career out of just analyzing brackets. I saw mean, a funny tweet about him. What would what would <laughs> Lunardi do if there was no, like, you know, what would he do? What would he we do to wrestling? about him two days a year. Kind of like Mel Kuyper with the NFL yeah, draft. The draft. <laughs> like, who the yeah. hell is Mel Kuyper? Hey, that's a great, great gig. You know, <laughs> if I could do wrestling bracketology for ESPN, why not? That'd be sweet. That would uh, be good. Maybe this is our audition tape. Heck yeah. So we're failing so far. Yeah, I'm moving on to the Magic Hat number nine right away. It's called the, uh, it's not quite pale ale. All right. So, so how do you want to do this here? I mean, I have. I'd I say mean, let's just, let's, let's work with our top eight and then explain why. Top eight. I have my top eight listed and uh, we can go. Okay. Top eight. Why don't, why don't you go first? I want you to go first. On All right. One twenty five. Um, you know, you shake things up. I'm going to shake things up right off the bat. I've got Dance over Tomasello uh, in the finals. Megalutis third, Gilman fourth, Clamara fifth, Barlow McGee sixth, Paul Petrov of Bucknell seventh, and Connor Schramm of Stanford eighth. I like the Schramm pick. 
I like that, but uh, and, and we'll get to explain. I'll exp- and we'll get to this where we explain why they end up there. So let's, yeah, I like absolutely. this. Absolutely. Okay, so one twenty-five. I'm going to go bottom up because I feel like I want to climax with the number one spot here. That's how I roll. Uh, coming in at number eight, Elijah Oliver of Indiana. Coming in at seven, Ryan Milhoff, Oklahoma. Six, Homer. Barlow McGee. Five, Eddie Clamara. Four, Joey Dance. Number three. Wait for it. Nathan Tomasello, Ohio State. Number two, Nico Megalutis. Number one, Thomas Gilman. Tommy Boy. Can't say I hate it. You know? I mean I thought I, you I thought I had you speechless there for a minute. No, I don't hate it because, you know, it's it's national as anything can happen. The only thing I the thing about Tomasello and Gilman. Is Tomasello, I think, has seen better competition this year overall. He's had to beat Dance. He's had to, he's had to you know battle through these things. And Gilman's schedule, and it's not like it's their fault. Iowa's fault because you know it, it depends. You can go to the Midlands and see ten ranked guys at one weight, no ranked guys at another. But I think Tomasello being battle tested this year might give him the advantage there. But I, you know, man, I love freaking Thomas Gilman's fire. I love just his get after it nature. I mean. And he's got a. I mean, the way the draw sets up on my bracket, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a problem getting into the quarters. And that side, I've got um, one of the matches that that keys on Petrov making is I've got him knocking off Milhoff uh, because you know even though Milhoff did win the Big Twelve, he's beaten Kolmar twice. Paul Petrov's a guy that's been there. You know, believe it or not, high, it was same high school as Andrew Howe. Did you Let know me that? Stop you here on Petrov. Drops his first match to Sean Russell of Edinburgh. So you're looking for the all Collins Hill second round match between Millhoff yeah, and absolutely. freaking Sean and, and Russell. That, that could be dicey because of the familiarity factor. Well, that's you know? one thing as an as as my role as a PA announcer, I would love to see that because that's one you're going to be able to key everybody in the building on. Because you say, I you know I can I'm already walking this through my head, you know, so and so high school teammates, and that is going to set. That building ablaze there, but uh, Petrov, man, he's tough on top. He's a gritty grinder, man. Dan Wernsberger does a great job at Bucknell, and uh, Bucknell's not a program a whole lot of people pay attention to. But this guy's been there. He's been a role player. He's been he's he's won some big matches. Uh, you know, coming off a disappointing, he had, I mean, he, he's had a tight one with Cruz. I mean, every time they go out, but uh, you know that's that's the key to my bracket up top. Now with the Shram pick, I got him knocking off Cruz in the second round, but some other things that. Kind of throw it at me. Not a whole lot here. I think I, I hate to use the term chalk because I think it's completely overused, and that's not a shot at anybody that's said the word on a, on a podcast here recently. Uh, so no, this isn't a shot at them. It's more shot at ESPN. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, you know, I only see one real like I mean, super upset in that first round. I think Sean Foss can knock off Josh Rodriguez. Uh, but other than that, I think the first round, uh, LJ Bentley, Connor Schram. Schram's got to get past Bentley first. Scrappy kid, St. Ed's kid. So, I mean, we're looking at that. And, of course, I love the high school teammates. So those are the keys. What are you, what's your blood round? Well, first, I'll get to my blood round in a second. Okay. We, yeah, we need to figure out. Uh, yeah, what do you got? Well, do we agree Tomasello, Gilman, Megalutis, Dance, semifinal? We got that out of the way? Yep, yep. All four okay. the same there. Okay. So um, my upset, I mentioned Russell. I think that's a good possibility for an upset first round. I like your Foz. I debated putting him in front of Rodriguez. But the one that I'm going with, Connor Utsi over Eddie Clamara round one, and that shakes up the whole bracket, and that is what keeps your boy Shram 
from getting All-American status because Shram would face Clamara in the blood round. All right, my blood rounds, I've got Petrov over Cruz, EIWA rematch. You know, those are always going to be wars. Uh, Barlow McGee over Brent Fleetwood, Shram over Tim Lambert, and Clamara knocking off uh, Elijah Oliver. This, so those are my blood round matches. Good. Uh, mine, Cruz and Milhoff. Um, got Milhoff winning that one. Bresser and McGee, Clamara, Shram, then Oliver Utsi. So that's what I have for my blood round. And uh, but but again, you know, we're going to mention this almost every bracket. One match, one difference, it changes everything. Everything, yeah. Be- I mean, because <laughs> and you, do you find yourself going through and be like, I don't want that to be the blood round because I want them both to play. So you find yeah. out you maybe change a change a draw up here. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But I've, I've done that so many years. This year, I just went with my gut and just hey, you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Did you say you picked uh, – who'd you pick to win again? I had Joey Dance. You had Joey Dance winning. Okay, so interesting that we both picked Megalutis at the start of the year, and we both have him not winning now. Well, Dance did beat him after we did that show, too. I mean, granted, I – you know, that's not – it's not going to surprise – I mean, is it going to be surprising if Megalutis wins that match? No, not at all. You know, I mean, the guy's (laughs) – guy. Right. Another overused phrase, lights on, right? Um, he's he's a big time. He's a big match wrestler at the tournament. So I think are we good with twenty five here? I think we're good with twenty five. Yeah, no, I mean, like the two the two second round matches again. I'm eyeing are Milhoff and Petrov, uh, barring your Sean Russell upset and Connor Schramm and uh, Darian Cruz. David Terrell, Joey Dance might be interesting too. Terrell's like scary man. He's yeah. scary. One of two were, Hawaii guys that have qualified. Knocked off Jesse Delgado in the second round last year. So. He's someone that could maybe shake things up, and um, but but I don't see twenty five. I think there's a clear cut top four, and then the rest, you know, we could see a shake up here or there. But um, yeah, let's move on to thirty three. And I think this one similar. When I was going through it, I felt like thirty three was pretty uh, well straightforward for the most part. I do have one semifinal that you probably wouldn't expect, but. Uh, Let's see. You started last time. I'll go thirty-three this time. I All right, we'll start bottom up. Let's. I like that format. Yeah. So, number eight, I got Earl Hall, Iowa State. Seven, Zane Richards, Illinois. Ooh. Six, Dom Forey's Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Five, Ryan Taylor. Four, Jordan Conaway. Three, Nashon Garrett. Two, Corey Clark. Number one, Cody Brewer. Rematch of last year's finals. Obviously. That means I have Brewer over Garrett in the semifinals. I think he reverses that. Probably the best match of the year, at least at least in the top one or two. Um, that final from Las Vegas. Uh, and and the other semifinal I have, Corey Clark versus Dom Forres. I think Forres pulls the upset over Richards in the quarterfinal. He'd obviously have to pull the upset over DiCamillo in that second round. Um, but I like it, man. I like that pick. I don't know why he sticks out to me, but then I have him dropping three straight matches to do the semifinal three and the triple dip. Yeah, the triple dip. Um, so that's where I'm at with my top eight. Do you find yourself like trying to make sure these guys that you know people listen to the show, the guys listen to the show? We know, uh, you know, your yeah. show, my show. And I remember what was it? It was um, it was Gerard Trice at Central Michigan a couple years ago. Totally pointed at Fretwell. 
And because I remember the, the Ropewell preview, and I remember Fred going, Nathan Fernandez in the finals. And like, Trice, <laughs> like, went through, he was pointing at him. Like, it's like, yeah, you, you guys. Hey, let me say this too. Mason Beckman, I love you, man. Love you. I just hate that he got Nation Garrett first round. If yeah. he doesn't have Garrett first round, I, mean, I could see him all American, but he drops down, and the bracket I have him in, it's it's nails, man. It's gonna be really, it's really tough. It's doable, but it's tough based on what I have. All right, uh, here here here's my eight. eighth place: George DiCamillo, Virginia. Seventh okay. place: Mason Beckman. Sixth place: Earl Hall, Iowa State. Fifth place: Jordan Conaway. Fourth place: Zane Richards. Third place: Nashawn Garrett. Second place: Corey Clark. Champ Cody Brewer. Now, you can't see this if you're obviously listening because we don't do a video. I initially put in Garrett, and then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? No. No, I- I'm going to just you know take that gut. You know, I second-guess my gut because, I mean, for- Nashawn, you know, he's, he's just a great kid. and Oh, yeah. And just a fantastic wrestler. But it's like, you know what? Cody Brewer's coming from, I mean, it's almost the exact same position in the bracket where he was, you know, he's coming from that bottom half of the top side. And it's like, you know, and I think that's uh, my semis. I've got, you know, Garrett Brewer, Richards Clark. So one, two, three, four, nothing uh, earth shattering there. Uh, bottom half, I kind of shake it up a little bit. Doesn't really affect uh, a whole lot. But uh, blood round, we got Beckman over Ryan Taylor. Uh, Earl Hall over Dom Forey's, Conaway over Rob Deutsch of Ryder, and uh, DiCamillo over Nathan Kreiser of Campbell. The Deutsch story on Blood Round was was pretty funny. I have to to give them that with the uh, crazy Michigan <laughs> lawyer lady. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, okay, so my Blood Round, I had Beckman and Conaway, DiCamillo Hall. Taylor DeJulius. I had DeJulius actually making the quarterfinals. And Bruno and Richards. So having said that, I had Bruno coming through and taking out McGuire, the nine seed. So that's I got that. Bit, I had I was with you there. That's a little bit of an upset. Then I yeah. have him losing to Earl Hall. I I was with you there. Okay. Um I have Conaway beating Taylor in that second round. So I think that's a that's a key match as far as I think you said Beckman over Taylor. You you had Taylor moving forward there, and I right. had, That's exactly I had Conaway moving forward there. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Again, this was one I really didn't see a whole lot of upsets. Uh, did Julius over Montoya round two? I don't think that's a huge upset by any means. Well, I went with uh, the thing is, I, I you know again, uh, did Julius is like that you know kind of like Beckman. Where just you know, great kid. You know, you're always you kind of pulling for him just because he's you know he's he's very respectful and nice off the mat. You know, the interactions I've had with him over the years, he's always been just an awesome kid. But you know, I you know I've also it's one of those things like I, I like Deutsch over DeJulius that first match, and then I like Deutsch over Montoya. So I like Deutsch making the quarters. Uh, How awful am I that I have DeJulius and Beckman in the round of twelve, and neither one all American. Well, I, unfortunately, I for I, I've got cry. You know, I'm almost throwing Cry- uh, Campbell a bone here, um, not because Kreiser's not talented. I mean, he's been in the blood round before. He, he had Jesse Delgado dead to rights his freshman year. Yeah. So um, I, I'm just thinking. You know, I look at that backside draw. Uh, you know, I've got Kreiser upsetting Geraldo in the first round before uh, 
getting put down by Garrett. So uh, it's it Kreiser to Julius the round before the blood rounds where I've got uh, Johnny D and uh, you know that one that one can go either way and then you know with with D Camillo sitting there too I mean and Johnny D is beating him this year so you know D Camillo's a guy that's also been kind of chomping at the bit to finally place he was a five seed as a freshman and did not have a good tournament so uh, Virginia needing needing something this year they don't have a whole lot of star power and, and D Camillo's about it but uh, it's it's one of those things that's like you know. Somebody from Ryder is going to show up one you know, every other every couple of years. It's you know last year it was Clagon. Now, uh, you know, you know I'm not you know Deutsch will be I think right there. I mean he did wrestle at ODU for a year. Um, you know his dad's been good to me over the years, so it's not necessarily a personal thing. I just look at that draw and I'm like, you know what? I think Deutsch can beat both both Johnny D and Montoya. Now could be wrong. Johnny D could go hit that little little barrel roll and and put him on his back for a quick six nothing lead, and you know that could be all she wrote too. Yeah, that's the key against DeJulius. Stop that early sort of flurry. He tends to get up on guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe one other thing to watch out for. I have Harding over Albert. I mean, that's a 15 seed. I think that could that could I, go I hard. thought about that. I, I, I really did kind of uh, – I actually lamented on that one for a little bit. But then I thought back to the Big 12s where I saw uh, Harding get packed by Jade Rouser pretty quickly. So it's like, eh, maybe it's, it's, it's fresh in my mind. <laughs> What do you think? 41? 41. Let's roll. We got some juice here. This right. this one was awesome. Now, I could talk about every single first round matchup. Oh, and my goodness. Go either yeah. way. I mean, there are there. I've got circles across all of these. So uh, I guess it would be my turn to start with the top with, with the eight Go for it. Yeah. Eighth place. Chris McCotty, Old Dominion. Seventh place. Todd Preston, Harvard. Sixth place. Rick Durso, Franklin and Marshall. Fifth place. Tommy Thorne, Minnesota. Fourth place, Joey McKenna. Third place, Dean Heil. Second place, Kevin Jack. Who does that leave as my champion, Richard? Ashnall? Anthony Ashnall, Rutgers. There you go. So never happened before. They've never had a national champion. It's a, it goes against all the trends. In my, my preview guide, I have all these trends. Like uh, We'll get to Samato here in a bit at the next weight, but there are trends where I'll have how many wrestlers have been seated from certain schools and how many have been All-Americans and stuff like that. Totally bucking the trend. I mean, uh, Shane Sparks called Ashnall beginning of the year. I thought about it even after his Midlands, where you know he, he didn't win the Midlands, and I was like, eh. And I'm like, you know what? After I, saw, after I watched the Big Tens, I'm like, man, guy's wrestling well at the right time. Dangerous four seed. The draw, I mean, he's got a couple landmines in the way there, but uh, you know what? I, you know what? Let's, let's just, I'm not throwing records of bone here. I think, I think there's 10 guys that could win this weight class. So here's my bold prediction. One of the top four seeds in this weight class will lose in the first two rounds. I don't have that picked anywhere because I couldn't pick one, but I'm almost positive that one of the top four seeds Somewhere along this this weight class, we'll lose. Uh, that would be the first day of competition. Should Dean Heil be worried about Javier Gasca opening round? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know. None of these guys have easy draws. I think Ashnault probably has the easiest draw to get to the finals of the top four seeds. Um, now, I don't have him in the finals, so I differ from you as far as your picks. All right, I'll, you, I'll read my picks eight? here. Uh, number eight. Jimmy Gulliban, Penn State. Seven, Chris McCotty. Six, Matt Manley. I have Ashnault coming in at number five. I have Mickey Jordan, number four. 
Uh, Kevin Jack, number three. Number two, I have Dean Heil. And number one, I'm going with my preseason pick, Joey McKenna, the Stanford Slayer. You know, it's interesting is McKenna and Brock Zachrell, potentially in the second round, the like yeah. junior world team wrestle off. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed that. And Zachrell's dangerous, man. He's really good. Only has one loss on the Yeah, year. I didn't realize that. I'm going through doing the guys like, well, he's 27 and one. Yeah, I don't. How did he get the 15 seed? I have no idea. He just must not have wrestled anymore. Was it Clarion did have a pretty soft schedule. I mean, again, it is I mean, it is what it is when it comes to scheduling, you know. You can have again, a heavyweight wrestle 15 ranked guys and a 25 pounder wrestle one. Blood so I have, r- blood I have round. Re- what do you got? A blood round. I have Zacharyl Golubon, uh Manly Durso, Makati Preston, and Ward and Jack. All right, so I've got Preston Gulaban, Durso Jordan, Makati Shishko, and Thorn Ward. Now, people are like, where's you know, you know, you know, Jordan Durso is a guy that um I think that Ohio State thing bugs him. The year he had Hunter Steber beat, and it's you know, you look at you know, some of his losses, believe it or not, some of his losses are <laughs> he's got some matches I had to go through and throw out three of his wins and three of his losses because apparently they were against prep school kids. Uh and you know, Matt Kalodzik's matches don't count because he wasn't enrolled in school. So uh the the bracket has Durso at thirty seven and eight, where technically he should be thirty four and five. It doesn't really mean one difference to the other, but uh uh Durso, I, I did PA announcing for F and M for two and a half years. So, and, and best man of my wedding uh, was an F and M wrestling alum. So, uh, fire up dips. I don't think they call it that, but uh, I'm, I'm stealing that from the Central Michigan guys. But uh, Durso, man, I just I, I love that kid. Love watching that guy wrestle. I sound like Willie. Uh, <laughs> love that kid. But yeah, um, you know, I got uh, semis, Highlash, Nolt, Jack McKenna. So uh, top four there, and then the backside just all hell breaks loose. Absolutely. So my semis, Heil Ashnault, I have Jordan making the semis uh, against McKenna. Back to your Rick Durso. I'm going to go through these first rounds. I said all four, uh, one of the top four, number one. I can speak, I promise. One of the top four seeds is going to lose early. So let's look at these draws here. Mention Heil Gaska. I think that's dangerous, but I think Heil comes out of that. Uh, Randy Cruz in the second round. Yep, with Uh, you there. Yeah, so uh, Durso's got a tough first match. He's the ninth seed, so not relevant to the top four seed discussion. But Abaddon first round, that's a dangerous first round match uh, for Durso. So he's got to be careful there. I think he gets it done. I think he takes out Joey Ward in the next round to make the quarters. Uh, then he falls to Heil. Um, I have Golubon over Manley. Yeah, I got him there round. too. Um, I think that's a good spot for Jimmy. I think that's also... Some of that, if Matt Manley's not hurt at the max, I think I go Manley there. Yeah, it, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think Gullibon, I, I almost give credence to that Penn State March factor. I don't know why, but. Because it, it's kind of a thing. It's kind of a thing. You know, I, you know, and I saw him, he looked really good at the Big Tens. Obviously, you know, had a tough finals match, but he impressed me. I think he's coming along and I think he's. He's going to be a, a guy that can make some serious damage at this weight. I also have him beating Makati in the next round, making the quarters. Um, you know, as an ODU guy, I, I, that's exactly what I have as well. I do have, I mean, I, I'm i looking there. I think that's a match Makati can win. And, you know, Makati and the same Makati wins that one. And he, he had 
Ashnault basically beat Ashnault beats him late at the Midlands, and it's like you know, remember Makati came made the semis last year as as an eleven seed, mm-hmm. and the way this draw works, I mean. Anytime you got to wrestle a Penn State guy, and Manley beat him uh, in the dual meet, uh, you know, took him down, got a riding time. I mean, it was four to one. It wasn't really close, but that was also when Makati was in a bit of a funk where he lost 11 4 to Kyle Springer of Eastern Michigan. <laughs> so uh, that was not probably the best indication of how Makati is. And, and you know, he's, I, I just think the draw could work out for him. Even with the loss to Gulaban, it's, it's kind of a, you know, Sketchy place for Makati, but I can see my, I can see Chris winning that match. Uh, but Jimmy's dangerous, so mm-hmm. I mean I, I do I do have Gulaban in the semis. I mean the quarters there. Now, just continuing down the bracket, I think the Blee's Gross match could be a good match. I got Gross taking that. I got Gross there, and I like the it's Blies by the way. I learned that at the Midlands. Uh, Ludwig uh, let us know as the Steve Blies. He was the Midlands finalist in uh, Northern Illinois at a pretty pretty good conference tournament. Uh, you know, you guys like Austin Iker, you know, coming through and winning the draw. So it was, uh, you know, I like I like Gross there because he's he can his scrambles with Heil at the Big Twelves were just just fantastic, and he can get on top and win those scrambles. I think that could be one scramble late that that turns it around. And although Blize is a guy that can just, I mean, he poured it on Zach Haran the third place match at the Max. So I mean, it's like, you know, Blize could be a guy that can gonna get, could give Ashnall to go. Well, and I'm going to say the same thing about Gross because how often do you see these freshmen? You know, he he would be, uh, what is he, a redshirt freshman? I don't know. But his 23 and 12 record, don't let that fool you. You know, you see these guys first year in, they take their lumps, and then they they progress towards the end of the year and figure it out. I think Gross maybe could be a bracket buster kind of guy, um, someone to watch out for at least uh, moving forward. Kevin Jack. And I think versus Bryce Meredith in the second round. Former teammates. It's ridiculous. I've seen <laughs> Meredith wrestle in person a couple of times. The dude's legit. He's really good. And does yeah. he it, I think he might have the most dangerous headlock in the country. Yeah. I mean, 25 and 4 record, you know, he's he's really good. And, well, remember, and Kevin, he was on the NC State team last year and transferred back home to Wyoming. Oh, he yeah. was teammates with Kevin Jack. So familiarity factor like we said earlier with with uh with Russell and Milhoff. Yeah, so you're you're already seeing the opportunities for these guys to go down. Um, Thorne Jordan in the second round is going to be a good match. See, I got I got Thorne there, even though Jordan packed him. <laughs> yeah, I just but, that's something. Thorne's one of these guys. I've seen I Tommy mean, Thorne wrestle a whole lot this year, and it's like I mean, I I saw him work Ashnall, and it's like if that the kid that worked Anthony Ashnall the dual meet, I think he beats Mikey Jordan. Could be, could be. Thorne's a tough dude. He could, he could definitely come through that eleven spot. Wouldn't even be surprised to see him in the semifinals, to be honest. Um, but I think, I think Joey McKenna's got to be on top of his game. Round one, Zacharian's really good. He's a very strong, very tough guy. Um, focused, you know, like, energized. Focused, energized. McKenna. I don't know. I know weight's been a thing with him. I, I don't see that being an issue. But you know, first match out of the gate. Freshman at the big show. Uh, not that he hasn't been in big matches before, but you got a, a seasoned, experienced guy in Haran, been through the ringer. That could be trouble for McKenna. And then you mentioned Zachary, second round. Zachary's tough. So McKenna's got a tough road. You know, and then I have him with Preston in the quarterfinals. Preston, gosh, I mean, this, this weight's just crazy. It might be my favorite weight. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? 
Got anything else on 41? Um, I, I think Tyler Smith is dangerous for Zachel right off the bat. Uh, better schedule. Again, I, I mentioned the coaching that, that Bucknell has. Uh, other things that I had circled. Um, not, I mean, you, you brought up the Abbott. And, you know, if Abbott wrestles like we've seen him wrestle, yeah, that's definitely going to be tough for Durso. Um, Main takeaway here, it's not going to be chalk. Okay. No, nope, definitely this, not chalk. This is going to be one of those ones where it gets blown up on the first day. I can guarantee it. Um, just because parity, top to bottom, you know, the guys are really even. Uh, even the top guys, there's not that separation factor just yet. Maybe we see some guy emerge this year, you know, who really takes control of this weight moving forward. But for right now, uh, I'm really excited for this one. All but right. let's go to 149. All right, your turn for the top eight. All right. Let's see. Top eight. You mentioned Ryder's going to have someone pop through. I got Claggin coming through again, uh, even though he's had the rough year. I think he gets it done. Seven, LaVon Mays of Missouri. Six, I got Evan Henderson. Five, Jake Souflone. Four, Alec Pantaleo. 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 I'll get that right one of these days. Three, Brandon Sorensen. Number two, Jason Sertzis. Number one, Zane Rutherford. Hmm. Got hmm. you thinking, huh? It does. It does. Uh, it's funny because we are uh, exactly the same at seven and eight. I've got Claggan uh, eight, Levon May seven. Sixth, I go with Sue Flown. Fifth, Sertzis. Fourth, Henderson. Third, Pantelio. And then Zane Train over Sorensen in the finals. So we have all eight All-Americans the same. Yes. That's that's pretty remarkable. And here's so, a lesson, folks. In the preview guide, you will also learn, I'll tell you now, uh, which you can buy at matttalkonline.com slash fanguide16, a little plug there. Never, ever, ever, ever pick one through eight to finish one through eight. Do you know why? It has never happened. It's impossible. It's virtually it's, impossible. No, it's possible. I mean, it's possible, but it's, it's not going to It's as possible as every other combination, but the fact is it's never happened. Since 1979, when they seeded to 12, that's when I started. So we're looking at, uh, I was born in 79, so therefore 36 years, 1 through 8 has never happened. Now, 1 through 4 has happened back in the day, and I think the best I found was top 6 placed all 6 uh, with like one difference back in the 70s when they were seeding 8. but. Uh, yeah, one through eight doesn't happen. So uh, you're telling me there's going to be upsets? Yeah, it's yeah. Blood okay. round. What do you got? Let's see, blood round. Let me pull it up here. I got Claggin and Kraus. I'm right with you there. So uh, I think that's. I think that that we'll hold that thought. Okay, Kalika Henderson got that. I have Martinez Suflon. Okay, slightly different there, but I got Suflon there in the same spot. And then I have Dippery Maze. Okay, I got Maze there. So of the blood round, we're only different on, on two individuals. Yeah. Six so, of the eight we have the same. So our bracket can't be that different. So who do you have coming through? Hammond or Samato for Suflone? Uh for Suflone, I have Davion Jeffries coming through there. Ah, Jeffries. Okay. So you have him losing his first match and then popping through. Yeah, let me see where do I got him. Yeah, I got him yeah, he's and that's a long way back too, because he's yeah. got a pigtail. Well, he'd have Hammond, Gallardo, Samato, then 
probably Martinez. Well, I had him with late Gardner because I've got Gardner knocking off Martinez in the first round. Okay. And then uh, bottom, uh, instead of Mays, I have uh, Patricio Lugo in the blood round there. Okay. Yeah, I have Lugo losing first round, so I've got him on that top quarter on the backside. So basically we've just swapped Dippery and Lugo. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty fascinating. So let me... Let me ask you this. Did you have Kalika or Sertzis? Because I think that's going to be... I had Sertzis making match. the semis there. Okay, Sertzis making the semis. So my thought was, I think LeVon Mays, he's he's overseeded at this point. Second he, year in a row. Now, not a, not a knock on his talent. No, he's he's talented enough, but I don't think he's he's going to be that guy this year. Uh, I, I believe he was banged. Wasn't he banged up at the, the max? Yeah, he did default to fourth. Okay, so... I think the winner of this Colic Asertis second round match makes the semis. And I think that match will determine who makes the finals. I think if Colica makes the semis, it's Sorensen. Sertis makes the semis, it's Sertis. Yeah, people are, I mean, the thing is, people are looking at Colica from that 11 and getting, they're salivating because, they, you know, they get the hunch that Sertis is still mentally frazzled or physically not there. And then, you know, they see Mays overseeded. So they're like looking at Kalika like that's a that's I think that's a trendy pick to make the semis or finals from an eleven seed. And you see this in basketball all the time. And I, I you know, it's like whoever think this this twelve seed is gonna make this the the sweet sixteen or the final eight, and everybody picks them and they lose in the first freaking round close. Not saying Kalika's gonna lose in the first round. That's not, but uh but I'm getting I'm gonna use Old Dominion for an example here. The year they were the 12 and Michigan State was the 5, every expert in the country was picking this is the 5-12 upset. It came down to the, I was actually watching it at Nationals in St. Louis at Maggie O'Brien's, and Michigan State hit a runner late, one big. They end up winning the national championship. So, trendy picks, when you've got so many people looking at it, that's where it's, it's not a, a written trend, but that's one of those things like, mm, everybody's picking this. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this quarter is interesting because what do you think about Jeffrey's maze round one? Uh, I got maze there, but I expect that to be a close one because, uh, you know, I do too. I mean, I think they're very similar style wrestlers, uh, both wicked, wicked good on the doubles, both quick. Uh, I'd say maze is a better rider and turns out more riding time points. And I think his experience is the difference there. Uh, but you know, Jeffrey's hey. Jeffrey if if Jeffrey's is wrestling Pantelio first round we know how that's going to go but it's like good thing know, they're not going to hit yeah that's one thing if Pantelio sees the dry oh thank God I'm not wrestling that guy again I think this fine silver cat scrappy has some scrappy. potential bumped up two weights this year yeah I mean I have him losing a maze in that second round but don't be surprised if he's the guy in the quarter um, oh here's an be- interesting fact too because. You live in Colorado Springs. I lived in Colorado Springs. And uh, up, up in the Denver area, there's Cherry Creek. Yep. Three wrestlers from Cherry Creek High School are in the tournament. The Fine Silver Twins and Tanner Harms. Nice. Tanner Harms, Wyoming, heavyweight, right? Yep. So Cherry Creek High School, which is not really even a, a big player in Colorado high school wrestling, has three guys in the tournament. All right. So we had the Klagen Kraus. This means... We both have Kraus beating Samato in the second round. Right. I have that. Um, and then he drops down. Well, we have Klagen losing to Henderson first round. So right. that's, a, that's a big one to watch as that's, well. That's one I've got circled. So I've got that circled. Um, 
What else do we got? Short Pantelio. That's a good first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard about this Colt Cotton kid that's wrestling Kraus, but scrappy. Um, uh, right. I'm not going to say he had a strategy to get Lenny Richardson to punch him in the face, but uh, <laughs> man, stuff. Colt Cotton, the thing is, Colt's got an amazing story. It's 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 a great story. He followed Stutzman from from uh, Bloomsburg to Buffalo. He's got a, it's a tremendous story. This, I think the UB student paper did a great story on him earlier this year. If, uh, but yeah, that's something you might want to go check out too. And, you know, it's fascinating. So, but uh, Kraus, man, that kid for, he's a guy that's, you know, remember Arizona state had uh Christian Pagdaleo there as a qualifier yeah. last year. And he, he beats him out for the spot. And Kraus, I think really broke through, you know, at the Virginia duels, he beats Lenny Richardson. And it's like, all right, I know this Kraus kid was scrappy, but it's like, you know, and I talked to Zeke about him. He's like, yeah, he's a senior that stepped up. He's part of that old regime. He's a, he's a carryover. And, he, you know, he only had, you know, two years with Zeke. And, and you know, he, he was there with Pritz beforehand. But the buy-in from Kraus seems to to be reaping some benefits. And you know, that, that blood round match with, with Clagan is completely winnable. And maybe even the, that quarter where we've got him with Pantelio. I mean, Kraus doesn't give up. He does not give up, and it's like he's those guys not even supposed to be there in terms of a lot of people because they thought CPAGs was the guy, and you know you go from being the perceived number two to to being the one with an All American candidate. The guy's got a chip on his shoulder. Last match, I'll point out at this weight, Suflone De Palma, second round. I think that's going to be a great match. Um, I really want to see Suflone get it done. That's just sort of a homer pick, I guess. He's got the talent, obviously. But uh, I really like Suflon. I think he's going to get it done this year. Interesting fact about Nebraska, 10 qualifiers from nine different states. They got it going on. I tell you what, they looked really good at the Big Ten tournament. If they pull some upsets they like great they did at the at Midlands, Ten, too. Yeah, bonus points. They could be a sleeper top five team, you know, if things shake out. I don't have them there, but. I haven't even done my team points yet. I, I should probably total that up, but anyway. Yeah, I looked at it, and I'm not going to make any. Uh, friends when we get to that portion of the show. <laughs> you want to move to 57? 57. Uh, so it's my turn for the top eight, right? Yep, go for it. All right, eighth place, Brian Murphy. Seventh place, Nick Bruschetta. Sixth place, Dylan Palacio. Uh-huh. Fifth place, Ian Miller. Fourth place, Joe Smith. Third place, Tommy Gant. Second place, drumroll please. IMR, I got Nolf taking it this time. Ooh, bold strategy, Cotton. Um, so we got seven out of eight the same. Number eight, Cody Pack, sentimental pick. He gets it done for the uh, Fighting Jacks. Get jacked, as they say. Uh, number seven, Nick Bruschetta. Six, Brian Murphy. Five, Ian Miller. Four, Joe Smith. Three, Tommy Gant. Number two, Jason Nolf. Number one, Imar. Imar is just, I I can't pick against him, man. I think he. I don't want to, but. <laughs> like, Nolf's amazing. You Think about the coaching that's going on with Mark Perry and Nolf's head right now and Kale Sanderson in, I mean, uh, with uh, Perry and Imar's head and Kale in. Nolf's head. They are analyzing every little thing, and you know it's like that's 
as as much as we hate tiebreaker bouts and stuff, that Big Ten final is might have been one of the most exciting tiebreaker matches ever because TB two is not typically fun to watch. No, no, but that was that was amazing. I mean, and and looking towards the end of that match, you know, it, I still first, think that was two. That was two. That was absolutely two. Um, I was sick and in the bathroom, and I still thought it was two. I didn't even see it. Uh, Imar gained steam at the end of that match. That's something I hadn't seen. Talking about Nolf sort of losing the steam, it seemed like. he. I don't want to say he gassed. He didn't gas. But it seemed like Imar, towards the end of that match, got more comfortable, confident, you know, just sort of got his swagger back, you know? At first, he was diving on the ankles, just holding on. He fought off Nolf, but he played it smart. He didn't force the issue like he did the first time because Nolf has an amazing gas tank. Obviously, he just buries everyone. Imar gets through that first period. He's got the juice. He gets through the second period. He's got the confidence and the juice now. Gets through the third period. He's like, all right, I got this. We're going. And um, I think he carries that all the way through, and he gets it done. Um, could Nolf win? Sure, absolutely. You know, this is probably this might be the the best final of the night of the you know uh, in terms of excitement, uh, anticipation. Maybe it's it's going to be big time. But I trust the guy who's been there and done it before, as opposed to the freshman. Even though Imar was a freshman last year, you know, <laughs> and, and got it done. But but that that's just how I see it, you know. Um, and did you watch the interview with Imar after his? After his final, I mean, I interviewed him on bonus points and I got his sort of scoop, but he just seemed so like he had it back, you know, like Austin Powers got his mojo back. And I, I think that's what we we'll see with Imar. He's going to crush the field and then he's going to beat Nolf. Isaiah danger Martinez. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I just, you know, it's a gut. It's a hunch. I just, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think you know, who, who's going to be offended by picking one or the other because every every message board in the country is debating this right now. Uh, key, uh, blood round. Blood round. What do we got? I've got Ian Miller over Cody Pack. Brissetta over Austin Matthews, the aforementioned uh, X-Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy over Dylan Cottrell, another aforementioned X-Factor. And JoJo over Richie Lewis. We're close on a couple. Um, I have Walsh against Murphy. I have Matthews Bruschetta, Palacio Pack, and Shidel Smith for the blood round. Murphy, Bruschetta, Pack, Smith winning those. That Pack-Palacio match, uh, you know, head tells me to pick Palacio, heart tells me to pick Pack. You know, not a knock against either guy. I just think, South Dakota State's going to get their guy. You yeah, know? it's it's one of those things where you're like, is this a case where you're like, look at the bracket and be like, can I change this so this guy yeah, can play? <laughs> absolutely. You know, I uh, think the only thing I changed here was was Matthews because um, initially I had him uh, dropping out in that second constellation. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Nah, I got him. I got him blood round and and a winnable match against Brissetta. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I don't disagree with any of that. I think this weight. You know, pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, where where do you have where where I have Cody Pack is with the uh, first of all, I got Cottrell knocking off John Boyle opening yeah, round. Me too. And got then that. I've got 
Cottrell over Pack in the second round. So, and that that's one where I, I debated because again, I know Terry, uh, Cody's dad, and you know, I, you know, I, I really like what Chris Bono's doing, and it's like, you know what? It, again, it's not personal. It's just sometimes you get a gut feeling, and you know, Cottrell's actually another guy. I mean, people don't realize that he he did he he has been there. I mean, he's his 12 seed as a freshman when he was at Appalachian State, and he must have a thing for Mountaineers because he transferred from one Mountaineer to the other. And it's just, uh, I didn't think he looked terrible at the Big 12, and it's just one of those things. And I thought Pack was a little limited with his mobility uh, with his knee, and I think that that might play a role. So, uh, you know, I mean, Sammy had a guy last year breakthrough. Let's, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's the West Virginia native this time around. I'm sure Kyle Brackey's going to like that pick. Well, if you're Pack, who would you rather have, Murphy or Palacio in the blood round? That's what I would have if if I flipped the result of that. I think I'd rather Cottrell have Murphy man. because again the the mobility issues because Murphy's not a hundred percent and Palacio's a guy that just flops around and goes just you know he's yeah. unpredictable. I tell you what though with Palacio, first round match Leroy Leroy Barnes Mac champion that could be trouble. Watch out for that. I'm not I'm not as high on Palacio just because I know I know he beat Smith. I just think he he doesn't have the mat time, you know, and I think he's one of those guys that needs to have that mat time down, have his timing down. He gets in those wild, funky, athletic scrambles, and if he's not on point, then he's very beatable. Um, But if he is on point, he has potential to take it very far. So he's – I go back and forth on him. Um, Most fun match of the first round. Okay, let me look through this. I, I, I got the answer. It has nothing to do with necessarily like seeds or anything. It just has to do with the X factors, the uh, the fan interest. Hmm. Cooper Berger. I'm gonna go with Jake Ryan, Joe Ryan Smith, Smith, coach's yeah. kids. Come on. Yeah, I, I looked at that one. I skipped right over. I don't that's know one that that again. That's gonna be one we draw the attention to, and I'm gonna have to set that yeah. up because people are gonna know what's gonna happen. But it's it's the presentation with that one at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, shame on me. I Tom should. Ryan's kid versus John Smith's kid. That's, that's cool. Sweet. That's sweet. Absolutely. All right, I'm good on 57. Want yeah. to move up? I just do want one, one shout-out. VMI, Chris Skrekowitz getting his uh, first qualifier in a couple of years with Neil Richards, four-time state champ out of Matoica, Virginia. Kid is wicked good on the piano. All right, so I'll go 165. <laughs> this one's blown up everywhere. <laughs> My draw's blown all to hell here. Yeah, this one's one of those where I think there's – I don't know, four, maybe five guys, and then it's like... Yeah, I think the bottom bracket's going to explode. I don't know about that. Um, Let me go through it. I got Tanner Weatherman at eight, Steven Rodriguez at seven, Jim Wilson at six, Daniel Lewis five, Max Roshkoff at four, Bojo at three, Isaac at two, and Derringer at one. Fairly similar, fairly similar. I got McFadden, Virginia Tech at eight. Yeah. Weatherman at seven. Jim Wilson at six. Uh, Roshkoff at five. Lewis at four. Bojo at three. Uh, Zeke Jordan at two. Ringer at one. So you left Rodriguez out. I did. Uh, I got a blood round with him. Blood round with him. All right. What's your blood round? All right. Uh, Seth Thomas, Max Roshkoff. Uh, McFadden and uh, Welsh from Purdue, 
Mm-hmm. Jim Wilson, Austin Wilson. I got that one too. Which again, whenever you get Wilsons or Smiths or anything in the same bracket, you got to start go back and put the initial in front of him, yeah. like <laughs> like the Boykins at ninety seven too, and then uh, Weatherman over Rodriguez. Okay, okay, that's interesting. So my blood round, I have the two Wilsons, but I have that as the top blood round. Oh, mine's on the, <laughs> the third one down. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Moore. I got Cooper Moore, Tanner Weatherman. I got Luis Parati, and I have Welch Rodriguez. Um, like I said, so, I got my my whole bottom brackets just torched, so that, yeah, that kind of yeah. affects. Let's all of go this. through this here. Um, I know I have some first rounders. Today, I got four but... of them circled. <laughs> you go ahead. Well, as much as I like uh, Connor Brennan, I just think Jake Faust is going to knock knock off the twelve seed there. Uh, Again, that's a, that's a situation. Though Brennan wins, he can give Roshkoff a real, real, real problem. But that's one that just looks at me. It's like the 12 seed. And like, you know, Faust beat yeah. Jim. Faust has beat Jim Wilson what three times this year. He yeah, can beat good. About that one too. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Morelli over Stoudemire. I kind of like that one there. Um, Parati, I'm worried about him with you know defaulting out of the Big Tens. I I, I don't know if there is a rib injury there or not. I, I did read that. I don't know how legitimate that is. So. Uh, I don't know how 100%. I, I think he can get by Pribish. That's how you say that, by the way, Pribish. But I I just went with a gut there. He's he, If he's not 100%, uh, that's definitely, I don't want to call it a trap. And then just for giggles, man, I went with Price over Glass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't they wrestle in the dual meet? I don't even. I I know they did. I just I I didn't even. They, that's the thing. I didn't look up any of this stuff. I just I'm went with my sure gut. Pretty sure Price won in the dual meet. I just went with my gut. Because Lehigh stomped OU. I think Brewer was the only guy that won. Um, Something to seven. So I think two guys won. Okay. <clears throat> so the other one I have Cooper Moore over McFadden in that it would be Moore's second match, but that right. round of thirty-two. Yeah. So I have Moore advancing. I think he's real tough. Um, Second round, though, got Jim Wilson over Daniel Lewis. What do you think about that? Thought about it. Thought about it. Thought about it. I thought about it. Thought about Wilson in the semifinals. Not going to lie. Didn't you uh, say that in our? Uh, our I did. It? I did say that's that. right because you've got Jim Wilson on your team. I do have Jim Wilson on my team, but the dude's legit. I mean, he's really good. Three-time um, Pac-12 champ. Nothing to sneeze at. I went back and forth with him and Roshkoff. I put Roshkoff in the semis against Deringer. Um But I still think that uh, they both come back in, in AA. So that Wilson-Lewis match looming large. Um, I think that might be the only upside. I'd put Weatherman over Welch. I think that's a probably an All-American determining match for Weatherman. Well, I saw Welsh pack him at Midlands, so <laughs> it's like one of those things where I, I witnessed yeah. that, and I'm like, he hit a mixer from just, a, just that was beautiful. I mean, it was, a, it was a thing of beauty. I mean, it's like... Welch is legit. I he's, got some, he's got some junk, man. He's scrappy. Weatherman's just due. I think he's just one of these exactly. guys... Exactly. You know? he, he's one of those kids that's like, I don't know, he's been around a 12 three times. I know it's been at least twice, and it's like, Man, you know it's one of those things when when the the senior finally places after being there. That's one that yeah. that that makes it that that'll make for a great story. Yeah, so I that's pretty much where I sit. Outside of that, I think we got the Jordan semifinal we want. Um, and I'm not picking against Isaac. 
just, I mean, he's looked so good against Bo all three matches. So um, I think Derringer over Jordan, Isaac Jordan in the finals, and Bojo comes back and takes third for the second year in a row. But I do have Roshkoff coming in and, and getting fourth. Um, so that might surprise people. I don't know. I'm good. You good? I'm good. And I'm wondering if people are sitting there going, these, at, at this point in the show, people are like, these guys are freaking nuts. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or they're nerds. Well, yeah, we've got that going for us. 74. Oh, boy. I got circles all over the second this round This one is, uh, this is another one like 41, going to be busted big time. Um, My turn or yours? You go first. All right. Uh, Alex Meyer, eighth. Uh, Zach Epperly, seventh. Uh, let's see. Who do I, where, if I could read my handwriting here. Oh, yeah. Bryce Hammond, six. Ethan Ramos, five. Blaze Butler, four. Zach Brunson, three. Real Buto, two. Nickel, one. And it's, I think it's my, I'm least confident in, as, as good as Bo's been this year, I think this is my least confident uh, weight class champion. I can agree with that. I would say this winner 41 would be my, my two least confident. Um, I might give a slight edge to nickel over McKenna from my picks. Let me go through my picks here. Uh, I have Brunson at eight, Chandler Rogers at seven, Nate Jackson at six, Miles Martin at five, Zach Epperly at four, Ethan Ramos at three, Brian Robuto at two, Bo Nickel at one. But... As you said, Nickel has quite a draw, um, especially when he hits that quarter. That quarter is dangerous for him. So who uh, do you have, Rodgers or Epperly there? I picked Epperly. I think Epperly, even though he's he's limited uh, as far as where he's been this season, I think he's he's talented enough to take out Rodgers. I think Rodgers Rogers is one of these guys, he's like hit or miss. He's... Similar to Nolan Boyd at the next weight class we'll talk about. Rodgers, he's very, very good. He'll pin someone here that we're not expecting. I almost guarantee that. He'll pin a seed that's higher than him. That's why I have him in the All-American. But I think Epperly's sound enough. He'll take Rodgers. I have Nickel over Epperly, but that's going to be a good one. See, Um, and, and people brought this up about Epperly. He did beat both finalists last year. Yeah. and. You know, he had some, uh, I think he had some off-the-mat issues he was dealing with after he wrestled Nickel. And he wrestled Nickel pretty tight in November, early December, whenever that duel was. I mean, it was it seemed like forever ago. So, yeah, I've got Epperly Rogers circled. I've got Epperly Nickel circled. Um, and then in other ones, I've got uh, Ramos Meyer circled. Same with, Ram- uh, you know, that next match with Bruns. I mean, that top, I mean, there's four quarters that could totally screw up my bracket that I have circled like, I don't know which ways these are going to go, and then the semis are just, as a result, everywhere. Who do you have for your semis? Uh, Nickel, Brunson, Butler, Rebuto, so I didn't really stray too far there. Okay, so I have uh, Nickel, Ramos, Martin, Rebuto, and did you pick Blaze Butler at All-American? Yeah, I did. I have him uh, fourth. Okay, so he's my first top three seed. I don't have All-American. I have him losing in the quarters to Martin. And then I have him dropping down and getting pinned by Chandler Rogers. Oh, okay. So you've set that up nicely. <laughs> what's what's up. the rest of your blood round? Because we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Got the junkyard dog, Cody Walters, taking on Brunson. I have Hammond Epperly, Jackson Ottinger, Rogers Butler. All right, I got again the junkyard dog and Ramos there. Okay. Uh, Martin and Epperly, Meyer and Ottinger, and Weatherspoon and Hammond. Weatherspoon, yeah, he was someone. Let's let's point that out. First round match with Brian Robito. And that, how about that's trouble? Big Twelve champ, unseated, Big Twelve runner up, seated ninth. Again, you know we run into this uh, questionable seating. I don't know what it is, but and I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to pick on the seating committee. I don't want to seed this thing. I sure as hell don't want to do that. You know. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. That. That I circled that one right away. Leland Weatherspoon, Brian Robito. That could throw the whole bracket out of whack right off the get-go. Um, we'll talk about a guy who can throw people on their heads, too. Weatherspoon's throwing yeah. is vastly underrated. Absolutely. What else we got? We got... Uh, I don't see very many other first rounds that are, you know... That interesting. Yeah, I think uh, the the Walters Ottinger match in the second round is one yeah, that's that that huge. can throw my bracket all out of whack. Um, trying to think, and then uh, Hammond and Martin. Right. I think I think, I think a lot Martin. of people sleep on Hammond because they don't know they don't know a whole lot about uh, CSU Bakersfield. I mean, the guy has been an All American. He was I had a good season last year and got hurt, so he didn't qualify. Uh, he did not qualify. So it's. Uh, that's one where I think the, the, the West Coast kind of gets slept on because there's not a whole lot of programs out there outside of, you know, the, the hammer at Stanford and then and, and Arizona State. I think people just kind of sleep on Bakersfield. I mean, another, another interesting tidbit, four of their five qualifiers are from the same high school, Bakersfield High School. Nice. Very nice. Jake Varner, right? He's from there. Jake Varner. That's right. Um. Yeah, Hammond was one of those guys. I looked at the bracket. I was like, okay, he's an All-American. And then I went through it. And I was like, no, Epperly in the blood round. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> so the, I think that Martin-Hammond match, that's going to make the difference. That's the key to my bracket, yeah. Well, yeah. I've got four of them. Four quarter, uh, four second-round matches that are the key to the bracket. Brunson-Jackson's a big one. Rogers-Epperly's a big one. Maya Ramos is a big one. They're all big ones. I mean, geez, this bracket's great. Uh, I think Nate Jackson, even though he's on my fantasy team, he's he's a sleeper pick here. I mean, Brunson's going to be a tough out. Ramos is going to be a tough out. He's beaten Nickel. You know, if he gets to that point with Nickel, I don't know. I think he could be a he could be a sleeper pick to make the finals, maybe win it. But he could also be one of those guys that you know loses and and doesn't get there. I have him finishing sixth. Um, yeah, d- does things that Indiana does basically. Yeah. It's the same thing with Meyer, though. You know, Meyer's sort of the same way. He could be a guy that pops through. He's that talented, that good. But uh, I don't know. You know, I mentioned the Penn State factor. The Iowa. It, it seems like Iowa tends to undersell its guys. I mean, does when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I don't. I don't know. Recent years, you got like. Uh, it just seems like guys haven't been all American or lose early matches that they should. I think uh, heavyweight last year, Telford loses first round to uh, the Maryland kid, Spencer Myers. Um, I don't know Evans finishing sixth when he was, you know, in that 
sort of elite tier. It just it just seems like they maybe underperform a little bit. Not a knock on a hard knock on Iowa. It's just sort of like a internal struggle I have with picking Iowa guys and toss up matches a lot. I don't know. Maybe that's why they don't like me. I think they don't like you because you're from Oklahoma. Well, that could be that. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. Much love to my Iowa peeps. Yeah. I've only got one like first round upset here, and it's really not even a super big one. You know, yeah. you know, Schleifer over Key first round. You know, a fourteen going down. It's not like you know. Yeah, that could happen. Heaven yeah. forbid. You know, it's not like I'm going to be blowing that one way out of proportion. But here's the thing, and we'll get this with eighty four. Going back to Iowa, if Iowa wants to be in this team race. Alex Meyer needs to pop his way through and place top six, top four. I mean, he needs to get there. He has a capability to do it. Uh, where did I put him on the backside? I had him losing to Ramos. So that put him in with Schleifer Jackson. So he'd have to beat Jackson to get to the blood round. Um, then Ottinger. Yeah, I've got him uh, over, Reed, over Reed, then Jackson, then Ottinger. Yeah, doable. Totally doable, you know. And then, I mean, if my bracket held up, he'd have Rodgers. Doable, you know. Uh, then he would have potentially Ramos again um, in the console semis. So, I don't know. Do you do you have a lot of back and forth between your front side and back side? I did that a couple times. Right Here, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I pretty much just, again, went to the gut. I circled things that I thought could be interesting. I didn't really didn't really hem and haw too much on yeah. on the second round matches. I mean me me, I, me I writing Hammond down on on uh, you know ahead of Miles Martin was not a huge leap, leap was not a huge leap of faith by any means. All right. Anything else? No, I think we're good at seventy four. All right. Eighty four. Let's go. Number eight, Matthew Miller Navy. Seven, I got Zavatsky. Uh, number six, McCutcheon. I got Stoffer at five, Abinator at four, Nate Brown at three, Tim Dudley at two, Gabe Dean at one. All right. Eighth, I got Nolan Boyd, Oklahoma State. Seventh, Matt Miller. Sixth, Hayden Zilmer. Mm-hmm. Fifth, Blake Stoffer. Fourth, Dudley. Third, Abinator. Second, Brown. Champ Dean. You were waiting for Deco there, weren't you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not one bit, actually. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. We can talk about Dean's road to the finals. What a mess. <laughs> Who seeded this? <laughs> How does how does McCutcheon get the the 16 seed and how does Deckow what's Deckow 18 and three didn't get seated and who's the Matt guy that was 18 and five and got seated Nicholas Nicholas got seated at 18 and five Deckow unseated at 18 and three and then the conference champ unseated right right so uh, eh, you know I don't know a little bit iffy there seating committee i've got um, all four of the second round bouts in the bottom half circled <laughs> every single one of them like i have i have the whole bracket circled yeah so. pretty much i mean uh, uh so dean dean would have to go through according to me Deckow, mccutcheon miller 
Abinader Dudley to win. Yeah, I've got everything the same except for uh, I got Brown. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Brown, that Brown Dudley match, second round, that picks your finalist. That's I'm gonna have to agree. I think that's uh, whoever wins that makes the finals. Um, I had Dean Abinader, Stafford Dudley semis. I had three of the four, so everything there except for uh, replace Brown with Dudley, as you said. That that picture, picture there. Right, so are we beating? Clear- are we beating Sam Brooks up unnecessarily here? <sighs> no. I mean, yes and no. Uh, here's the thing with Brooks. He could make the finals, but I don't have him as an All-American, and I, you don't either. You know, well, we got to get to the blood round here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so blood round I have. I have a tough one here. Brown Zilmer, uh, Thomas Miller, Zavatsky Brooks, McCutcheon Avery. I got Dudley Zavatsky, Thomas Miller, Zilmer Brooks, Boyd Miklas. Okay. Okay. So you have Miklas beating Avery then. I do have Miklas beating Avery. I thought about that one too. Um, I'm giving Avery the benefit of the doubt, even though he's he's been out most of the year. Uh, so that's a tough one. That's a tough quarter to call between Avery, Miklas, Thomas, and Stoffer. And I mean, Kenny Quartz is in there too. But Stoffer first round, I just <laughs> that's a dangerous first round match right there. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Court shows up, that could be real trouble. Yeah, yeah, I just don't see it. But stranger things have happened last year in this bracket. Yeah, his name was Kenny Quartz. His name was Kenny Quartz. <laughs> he was in the same quarter as Stoffer last year too. I think Stoffer was the three seed. Got upset by uh, it was the Zilmer or who, McCutcheon. Who did it was there? It was McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to look that up so I don't sound stupid real quick. Yeah. Okay, so let me go through this here. What do I want? Has been known to happen. What do I want to point out in the first round? Um, nothing in the first round outside of Quartz and Stoffer, Dean and Deckow. We've we've hit those. How about Let's, that, though? That's That was thir- a third-place match when they were both freshmen. Yeah, that's just nuts. I mean, Deckow... He's got a heck of a road coming back through. Yeah, that's that's what kind of worries me. And, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when uh, Matt Storniolo was uh, an assistant at ODU, and this was one of the years where I totally went the opposite way of, I was like, all right, I don't want to seem too, you know, I didn't want to seem like I was favoriting my guys too much. And it was the point where that was the year Ryan Williams made the finals. And Storny was like, yeah. not one not one All-American, and I'm like, I, 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 you know what I said? I'll never do that again, because I actually, that year, I go, Willie can make the finals, and I just, you know, I just didn't want to do that again. Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, st- uh, yep, it was McCutcheon over Stauffer, the 13-4, so we're good there, but yeah, uh, I think it's, you know, it's, you know, I, we, we brought this up at the beginning of the show about, uh, you know, Deco kind of banged up at, at, at a stretch during the year. Uh, he's just got to pull the trigger, and it's, Again, the draws here aren't favorable. Like the, the road back, uh, I've got him beating Vile in the first round. Then, uh, then losing to Dean, dropping down, beats Thomas Slay. Is going to have a war with Ellingwood again. They split this year. And here's what what scares me: it would have with Dud- I have Dudley losing to Brown, so that would be Deco and Dudley just to get to the blood round. And then Zavatsky, yeah. they're laying in wait. So um, it's it's one of those things. It's like not that I'm I don't have confidence in my guy here, but you know, I mean, the, the, the 
the best win this year is Pete Renda. So, Who which is also, one thing, which, which is why when, when it's like Decker's not seated, he's got to win over the 12 seed. So, or yeah. not the 12 seed, 13 seed. So, let's hit the second round. Oh, my uh, goodness. Dean McCutcheon. Yep. We're, 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 we're dead on there. Uh, I think that could be, I mean, it's Dean. Dean's going to get that one, but depending on what version of McCutcheon, I think we're going to see a healthy, uh, re-energized McCutcheon. Uh, that's why I have him popping through on the backside here, um, finishing in sixth place. Uh, Miller Boyd. I mean, if you don't want, just circle that match, watch it. Uh, there's going to be fireworks everywhere. Someone's throwing someone, someone's pinning someone. Um, I picked Miller over Boyd. Uh, Zavatsky Zomer. I, I picked Zomer to pull the upset. Upset. Uh, I think you had Zavatsky. Yeah, and I know they, they. That's one that I think is a tight one. Just to contrast to Styles there, because you know yeah. Zomer, Zomer won Fargo at eighty, like eighty four pounds. Now he's at one hundred and eighty four pounds. Rinda Abinator. I like a, that one. I mean, that's that's a great one. Rinda could pull the upset there, uh, but I I like Abinator. Uh, Avery Miklas, you you picked Miklas. I picked Avery. Thomas Stoffer. I mean, that's all Americans right there. Yep. Dudley Brown. All Americans right that. there. I picked Gravina uh, over Ellingwood. So I had Gravina Brooks and Brooks popping through. Yeah. I had Ellingwood there. Just, uh, I like, I, he's impressive at the back. I mean, he beat Miklas and Deco back to back. Um, I think something about Gravina that always just kind of scares me with him is that shoulder. I mean, I watched him, it popped out on him. At, it's like, He's got the brace on, and that's something that in in a grind of a tournament like this, I know this is a first round match, but it's like that's something that probably prevented me from from taking him there, even even though he is the 15 seed. And just Ellingwood was a bull at the MAC, and I think that's what's fresh in my mind. So mark this down: about 492 on my bracket. It should be yours as well. Boyd McCutcheon on yep. the backside. That's where I got it to get to the blood round. That's a huge match for the team race. Well, how about that whole like that whole match? That what is that? That's the first, second, third. Technically, I think it's the fourth round consolations because the pigtails count as a run. Yeah, I've got Deco, Dudley, Thomas, Avery, Renda, Zilmer, Boyd, McCutcheon. Are you kidding? Just to get to the blood round? Yeah, yeah. I got Deco, Brown, Thomas, Miklas, Renda, Zavatsky, Boyd, McCutcheon. It's nuts. That's crazy. And the combinations are just. I mean. There is no wrong answer. No. The, the only problem is there is, no, there is no right answer. Yeah, yeah. You're not, I'm not going to be surprised if uh, any combination of All-Americans comes out of this, this bracket. This is a good one to watch. We could spend uh, two hours on this, this wait alone. Absolutely. Uh, but we will save you that because we've probably already been talking for two hours. Um, I think so we're at an hour and 37 minutes, actually. At least on the actual start of the call, we we do a little post post production here and and trim out the crap that Richard and I were talking about before we started. Yeah, we're not doing that. I still got to do my table of contents for this thing for two hundred two hundred page book. The table of contents is going to take forever. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll edit the podcast and I'll send it to you. And by edit, I mean just put the music in for me and then just give you the raw file. Uh, I'm already recording here. We're good. Okay. Anyway, all right. um, Whose turn? My turn. Your turn. All right, uh, eighth place, Studebaker, <laughs> Nebraska. 
Okay. Se- seventh place, Jared Hot, Virginia Tech. Sixth place, uh, Brett Harner, Princeton. Fifth place, Connor Hartman, Duke. Fourth place, Brett Farr, Minnesota. Third place, Burak from Iowa. Second place, Jaden Cox, champion. Finally, Morgan McIntosh. Okay. Okay, I can dig it. Um, number eight, Ruben Franklin. I like it. CSU Bakersfield. Um, seven, I have Phil Wellington. Six, Max Huntley. Five, Brett Pafar. <laughs> uh, it's late. <laughs> uh, four, Nathan Burak. Three, Connor Hartman. Two, Morgan McIntosh. Number one, Jaden. I mean, Jaden Cox. I, I for sure thought you were going Phil Sprinkle with that. Phil Sprinkle was a close second. Um, yeah, so so that's how I got blood round. I have Harner, Hartman, Hot, Franklin, Pat Downey making the blood round against Matt Max Huntley and Studebaker Wellington. The bottom. We're we're. Eh, we're 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 same names, different positions for the most part. I got Huntley Hartman, uh-huh. Studebaker Downey, uh, Wellington Harner, and Franklin Hot. Pretty close. I think we have all the same, right? Uh, I got. I got. Did you have Studebaker in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got all the same. So we've got the same top twelve, different order though. Interesting. Huh. Uh, so let's, 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 let's pop through this. So Phil Sprinkle obviously takes it to the semis. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I'm, uh, sorry, Phil. Sorry, Scott. Scott Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, LHU 82. I've been to Matt Town. First round. I have Scott over Smith, that 13 spot. Um, let's see. I think Far Weigel could be interesting for a minute. Uh, Wellington Downey. That's a good first. I like that one. Absolutely. Um, I like Abro and Nye too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one too. Uh, Rodert and Boykin could be interesting. Scottish tough. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but I have it pretty much chalk. Yeah. uh, I think I got the top eight in the quarters here. My only difference. Yeah. I've got the top eight in the quarters. Okay, so I have I have Macintosh Franklin, so Franklin's a nine. So eight nine, nothing no nothing super Hartman, shocking. Burak, then I have Far Wellington. Wellington comes in at eleven. Then I have Huntley at a ten. So I have three mild upsets in the second round. Um with uh I have probably the key quarter is Hartman Burak. Uh I have Burak winning that one. If Hartman wins, we all know he has a good track record against Macintosh. Um I think Macintosh, man, he's he's just nails. He's fire. Just think it's his year. I think it's his year. Yeah, I think you could be right. You you absolutely could be right. I just again I go back to the guy who's been there, done that, won it before. And uh I think Jaden Cox feels like he has something to prove this year. Might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he, I just give him the slight edge, very slight. Uh it's going to be a one takedown match between him and McIntosh, you know, possibly overtime. So, well, you know, believe- Madison Square Garden is, was was the site of WrestleMania one. So, are we going to see any broken tables here, or is that just a played out joke by now? 
I think it's played out. Yeah, it is. It is. It's played out for me at one o'clock in the morning. Or two o'clock if you're in the central time zone. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we're not doing this live. We'd have like one listener. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be Dylan Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or Dylan Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your name is Dylan. You listen to this show live. All right. So I think we're both set on Macintosh Cox and then we can move on to, to the big show. What do you think? Well, I, you know, I, I want to say that I've got my two upsets really are at the bottom half. I like Abro over Nye. I mean, that's going to be TB2RT01 that determines it, I think, because it's not going to be a whole lot of uh, leg attacks there. I like Downey over Wellington in the first round. I thought about that. I just. I really did think about that. You know, Pat is going to. He's just. Cyclone Malone, man, he's fearless. Everyone's favorite Twitter follow. Um, yeah, and every, yeah, not the sports information office, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we got really a whole lot here to the. I mean, that's yeah, pretty. I mean, I got top, the top eight and a quarters. It's the most boring weight class I have. I think it's uh, top five, and then just pick your spots for the the next three. So, um, all right, let's go to the big one. I guess I'm going first. Uh, let me say we better end with this match if it happens. Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's like finally a heavyweight match. That's I say is, this as a heavyweight fan. This is Ollie Frazier. This is the big show. Okay. Um, so number eight, Nathan Butler, Stanford. Seven, Michael Krells. Six, Desi. So you say it, Desi. Yep. Uh, five. I got Marsden. Four, I got Coon. Three, I got Walls. Two, I have Nick Wazdowski. Number one, I have Kyle Snyder. We're in agreement on seven out of the eight. Our placement on seven through three is identical. So you don't have Butler? I have DeJournet. Okay. Beating Butler in the blood round. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then I have Gwiz over Snyder. And that's one, like, I don't want to pick a winner because I don't want there to be a loser. No, I it's, don't either. It's like, I feel bad. I, you know, I mean, Gwiz has been, like, our, our, the best guests on short time and bonus points, like, collectively. It's like. Yeah, he's awesome, you know. Sorry, Chael Sonnen. Gwiz was a, Gwiz was a lot more fun because he, he was actually eating breakfast on my show. Yeah, man. And, I, you know, I want to see. It took him history. an hour to eat breakfast before we actually got started. I just hope the match lives up to the hype. That's what I want. I want to see two warriors go out there, just battle for about 13 minutes, if that's possible, and and just get it done, man. I yeah, just I'd like want to that. see the extra, like if it goes to sudden victory. You know, just let them wrestle that full minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll they'll be scoring some more, like the the old overtime where it was like it was three more minutes or whatever it was. It was before my time, so nothing. I mean, if we've got that, I've got the top. I got seven of the top eight in the quarters. The difference, I have Krells over uh, Wessel in that second round. So I've got, you know, one, nine, five, four, three, six, two, seven. So here's where I hurt your boy, Net. I'm picking Sammy Stoll to pop through to the quarters. I've, you know, I've got at 100% Sam Stoll, absolutely. The Sam Stoll that got majored by Colin Jensen, I don't think so. I agree. I agree. I'm giving him two more weeks on that knee, and and I'm going to get Sam Stoll popping through for me. But here's the the thing, you know. Okay, if you're an Iowa fan and you see 
Gardner Webb first round, you're like, all right, cool. Let me tell you a little bit about Boyce Cornwell. The guy is about 230 pounds. He's a smaller heavyweight. Guy's got good motion, good movement, uh, you know, really, really, really athletic. And it's like raw. Like this is a kid that's like his motion is going to cause problems for Stoll. And he's going to have the opportunity to get in on the legs. He's, I mean, he, he only needs to get to hit it once. I don't think he's super great on top, but Colin Jensen can score 14 points on, on Sam Stoll with the way we've got him right now. I am not, I don't have a whole, I mean, I'm, I have, I think I've, I don't think I've ever picked a Gardner Webb kid to upset anyone in the first round in the hit since they've been division one in like 2002. This is one where I could definitely see that happening. And it's not because I think Boyce Cornwell is like a super phenomenal dark horse at this weight. I just think that it's because it, I mean, that's not Sam Stoll that we saw out there at the Big Tens. And I think, I mean, we, we want, I think wrestling fans want it to be. Um, I think he can, he, he could escape this one. But again, Dejournette, same type of wrestler as Cornwell. A lot of motion, big doubles. I mean, uh, he has no problem with big guys. Dejournette's really improved in, you know, he's he's handled Brooks Black in his career. And that's although that that's what bothers me about the uh Dejournette Brooks Black matches, familiarity. I mean, Dejournette's beaten him a couple times and, you know, Brooks is savvy. So, uh that's that's one I've got circled as one to keep an eye on, but I, I just I don't know if I mean if if Stoll gets by the first, and I don't think that first round is going to be uh, easy. Although Stoll could go Greco on him, throw double overs, and toss him on his head and get done quickly, which would probably be in my my estimation probably the best strategy is try to pin him early and save your knee. Don't let him set up. Uh, you know, use that motion against you. That's I mean, I'm not a wrestling coach by any means. I could be completely wrong here. That's just one that I'm just. I think that got one wheel, man. And it, it, it's 275 pounds. You, you're going to need both wheels. I think this bottom side is where we could see some shuffling. Potentially. Every day I'm shuffling. Dun, 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 dun. Um, going back to Tashkent with a karaoke? <laughs> let's not. Uh, let's never go back to Tashkent. Ever. Uh, I like the black Desjardins matchup. That one popped out at me. Another one is Sweeney and Desi. I know Sweeney's not doesn't have a great record, but uh, watch 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 that one. Let's see how that one goes. Also, Jensen and Stolfi could be a swing match either way. Um, Garrett Ryan from Columbia. He's a guy who was at the training center. Trained with Kyle Snyder a lot. Uh, they were both here that same year. He too a Brooks Black doppelganger. Those kids, those those guys <laughs> could be related. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and he's he's a guy. He was in the Fila Junior National Finals. You know, he's got a lot of talent. Um, so I could see him maybe pulling the upset over Tanner Harms, uh, but that that would be as far as it goes there. Um, I worry about Stolfi. You know, he he's been injury prone his entire career. He got hurt in the finals of the EIWAs, and that's where yeah. I I don't a hundred a healthy Joe Stolfi could make the quarters. Um, a not healthy Joe Stolfi, that's it's not again like like we were saying with Sam Stoll, not the same guy. Uh, I actually have Solomon picking off Jensen in the pigtail and then knocking off Stolfi to meet Desi in the second round. So that's where we kind of differ there. Uh, other than that, I mean, I I went in uh, probably too much about a Gardner Webb kid that 
could go out and get decked in 30 seconds for all we know. And then uh, the only other one I've really got that's a first rounder to look at is that uh, the Billy Miller, Jared Johnson match. I can dig it. Um, let's talk about Kuhn Marsden for a minute. I picked Kuhn. As did I. Uh, now Marsden. Well, wait, we didn't even go through our blood rounders. Blood rounders. Oh yeah, we, we should do that. Um, okay. So mine are Stolfi Marsden. Uh, dead giveaway. Um, that one uh Dejernet, krells smith desi butler stole all right i'm solomon marsden uh cabal krells tanner hall desi and butler Dejernet. yeah i went back and forth with hall and smith there will, will the butler bring you Dejernet? Dejernet? yeah whatever uh, the, the the pizza pizza jokes are just done <laughs> As are so, the French jokes. So yeah, I Butler's a guy I picked X Factor beginning of the season. I think he's uh he's primed, he's ready to go. He'll he's big. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's a big guy, man. He's a pretty big dude. Um so yeah, I'm with that. I picked Kuhn over Marsden in the quarters, got Gwiz Kuhn in the finals rematch. Gwiz popping through, obviously. Wall Snyder could be interesting, but I'm picking Snyder, man. Um, so yeah, that's about all I got for this weight class. Were you picking Snyder man or Snyder comma man? Snyder comma man. Is there a Snyder man in this bracket? No, because that don't was mess with his me. Twitter name. Snyder man. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I don't. I it, it's generally outside of you know the top four guys. I mean, well, oh, I think those all those quarters, those guys are talented, but it's like. I don't see anybody here really shaking things up. I think no. um, I think Cabell has the ability to do it because he's get, he's he beat Walls uh, last year, and he's got a killer mustache, which as it's true as we know. I mean, wait till you get the preview guide and just see his mug shot. It looks like an actual mug shot. So I mean, he doesn't like a two hundred seventy pound dude with a with a giant handlebar. All right, so we've popped it all through. We've hit each weight class. Now let's give the people what they want. I haven't done any team scoring on this, so. Okay, so do you want to do that quick, or do you just have best guesses here? Uh, Let's see. I don't want to really do the math I, because it's 2 in the morning. But I uh, don't want you to do the math either. Uh, Penn State won. That's all I'm, I've got that. But just based on based on my my gut of what my draws will tell me when I do the math, because I will do the math after the fact, because I've got to do that little journalist predictions poll that your boss sends out every year. Uh, I'd probably go uh, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Iowa. And then there it gets a little dicey. Um, I could see Michigan sneaking in there because, you know, you're getting some big points there. Uh, could see NC State, Virginia Tech. Although I don't see a whole lot of high finishers for Virginia Tech, except outside of dance, so I, I'll have to run the math. But those are pretty much the six teams I think that, that are really contending for trophies here. Ooh, all right, ready to lambaste me? So I I wrote down Oklahoma. You, you I knew you'd do it. Yeah. So I don't know if you can see this here. I wrote down every team and their All American number. Okay, so I did the math. Um. I was doing it's, math with taxes earlier, okay? You know, we've <laughs> got a household around here. I don't have a nice bookcase like you do. All right, and, and keep this in mind before you 
get on my case. This is just based on the placing. So I didn't look at bonus points. I didn't look at, well, this match flips. And, you know, I think it's very fluid from two to maybe seven, six, seven. I think it's fluid. You know, it could be any number of ways uh, from from that point on. Um, so, having said that, the way, have, the way I have it, Penn you know, I have State, a soundboard with a drum roll that I don't have plugged in. Minor details. Uh, I'm just so trying Penn, to interrupt you as many times as I can before you get to this. Please keep going. <laughs> I really don't want to say this. Uh, Penn State, number one, two champs, five finalists, eight All-Americans. Done deal, if that happens. Um, Crotch chop. Yeah. So, number two, I have Oklahoma State with six All-Americans, one champ, two finalists. Number three, I have Ohio State, one champ, five All-Americans. Number four. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention them. Yeah. So I said six or seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair I, point. I actually went 10 deep on uh, on my projections here. Um, How does that make you feel, 10 deep? Pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, North Carolina State at number four with one finalist and four All-Americans. Ahead of Virginia Tech with five All-Americans, who I put in fifth. Uh, But I think, as you mentioned before, Virginia Tech a little bit lower All-Americans than uh, Yeah, The the seven-eights aren't going to get you the points that the three-fours will. Right. So NC State, I have three, three, four, two. So that's pretty good numbers there. Um, you expect some bonus out of quiz. And, and uh, anyways, um, I have Iowa at six. Iowa at sixth place with one champion, two finalists, and four All-Americans. So that's all I got for Iowa. Um, I do have them with a one, two, three, four. Uh, you know, but Iowa's the team, as I mentioned, Meyer, Brooks, they pop through and, and achieve their full potential. I move Iowa up to the two, three spot, you know? So it's, like I said, it's fluid. I put Missouri at seven with one champ, five all Americans, Michigan at eight, five all Americans, Illinois at nine, four all Americans, Cornell at 10, one champ, three all Americans. So that's my top 10. I think anywhere from Oklahoma state down to Iowa, I say so. Oklahoma State, Ohio State, NC State, Virginia Tech, Iowa, those are fluid for me. You know, I could see Oklahoma State maybe having less than six AAs. I could see Iowa popping up to six AAs. So that's fluid. But just how I wrote it down on the brackets and predicted it, that's what I came out with. Um, and call me crazy because there's death taxes in Iowa getting a team trophy at NCAAs. Yep. That is absolutely true. So, so that's just my numbers. You know, I've run so many numbers over the last week with this freaking preview guide. This is the one set of numbers I did not run yet because I <laughs> filled them out right before we got done. Oh man! But hey, I got props to Stanford getting three All Americans. Um, so they would be my last team with three All Americans, and. Uh, so that's about where I'm at with the team standings. Do you feel good about that? I, I, can, I can subscribe to that theory. I can also subscribe to bonus points. You could on iTunes. Leave a rating and review. You could also subscribe to Short Time if you wanted. 
Because you know you've always got time. For bonus points. For short times. <laughs> Why settle for the win? Stay classy. All right, Ron Burgundy. So uh, I think this is what we've got. Um, in case you're listening, this is going to be the same episode of bonus points as it is on short time, so you don't need to listen to this twice. Actually, you should, though, because you're going to have to listen to it and be like, wait a minute, what did Emil say? Wait, did Bryant just pick a Gardner Webb kit? You know, <laughs> oh, man. And uh, so you're getting to New York tomorrow, right? Yeah, Tuesday. I'm- so actually today now, actually. Yeah, so I I'm, leave in right now. I leave in eleven hours as we record this. I have a red eye. I'm leaving at about eleven p.m. and getting there Wednesday morning at about four thirty-five a.m. Taking the train straight to the garden and getting to work. Um, uh, so that'll be good. Tweet us questions. I want to be interactive with this. Uh, you know, obviously, we reserve the right to change all of our opinions throughout the tournament. And uh, Godspeed. Yeah, I guess that's how we're going to end it, right? <laughs> stay classy. Stay cla- You stay classy, New York. Thanks for stopping by. Let's stay classy. <laughs> I'm de- the Short Time Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Flips Wrestling. Share your attitude and be heard at Flips Wrestling. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.